This is Rick Stoner. The following episode was recorded two years ago before John went to prison. This episode is not about cryptocurrency. It was an interview about a person. While you listen to it, please understand that not everything that we hear is meant to be for our ears. with zoom nothing else dude nothing else okay so i'm i'm kind of a very big rookie at skype like i i could hardly add people um just one I'm moment and let me change my get my fo- my phone onto this and i know you use skype so why why is it that you use skype is it because it's more secure i wanted to know about that i want to know some it's tips totally from because it's totally insecure and we all know what those insecurities are therefore i can sidestep them you get more complex systems you don't have a fucking clue all i know is they're not secure Skype is the least secure of all systems. Therefore, for me, the most secure. Do you understand? I mean, it's it's like we all know exactly. It's a simple fucking system. It's only got nine flaws. Well, I've got all nine of those fuckers coming. So you mean because it's it would be like, compared, can I talk, it'd be like Facebook, Facebook so so flawed that, you might as well use the most flawed Facebook. system, or no? No, no, no. Facebook is way too flawed, way too complex. You can't be secure with it. You can be totally secure with Skype, totally secure with Zoom, no other platform. You start getting into all of these encrypted systems like Signal, you're fucked, dude. The least secure things on the planet. Anyway, but I won't. I, I don't. I don't insist on that. Now we're doing a five minute wait. Why? We're not. I'm recording again because I said you are so intense. You are incredible um, that I am sitting here right now trying to log in on my phone. Remembering. See, here's something about I would like to add. I don't remember any of my passwords. I actually make um, those encrypted uh, random number passwords and then I put them in my accounts and then I fucking forget them because I figure if I don't know them, how can anybody else ever know them? So how could anybody ever break into my stuff? That's not very helpful now, is it? That means you can't use these fucking systems that no one else can break into. Isn't it better to have two worlds? One, where you don't give a flying fuck if people are listening to you, which is 99% of my stuff. I have a simple six character, if I can, if they only have six, eight characters completely and not any asshole could learn why i don't give a flying fuck if people listen to me on skype on zoom on anything else but for things that do matter which are very fucking few my wallet addresses well then i've got serious fucking passwords but you're apparently using serious passwords for non-serious shit. Just saying. But but if somebody port attacks your cell phone, okay? But I know you probably don't. Look, if you've got a guy, if you're carrying a cell phone, 
your goddamn passwords don't matter. You're carrying your own spy device. I know. Do you think I own a cell phone? Do you think Janice here owns a fucking cell phone? No. So you. So well, then. So then. So this is a communication through a computer, not a cell phone, then. Dude, if we had cell phones, I would have been collected. Uh, so so what do you recommend for people like myself who are concerned about our personal security when it comes to the internet just throw our fucking cell phones away now because i understand if you have no privacy dude none plus a cell phone locates you within three fucking feet get real if you got a cell phone there is no security you can't turn them off looks like you can they turn off no, it's a goddamn software switch, not a hardware switch. Please wake up, people. Cell phones are the way you are monitored and tracked and fucking controlled by those in power. So if we we don't have cell phones anywhere near us, anywhere near us. So I have a pretty impressive be- question about the cell phones and a fact about, about them. So did you know that? Um, if the supposedly plane attacks on the 9-11 or the towers or whatever that shit was, if if it would have happened a year later, everybody would have been holding onto a smartphone recording video. And because it happened just before those kind of cell phones came out, they, not many people got on video. But that's that's just nothing. But what I wanted to say is this, that Obama put these cell phones out and he accelerated the technology just for them to be able to spy on everybody and nothing more because cell phones leaped and bound in technology when he was in controlling the states I, I he shut down nasa and he sped up cell phones so they could spy on us or what Did you just believe that presidents have the power to do that they're fucking puppets guy presidents have not had power since 1960. Here's what a president is. Let's pick a great example. Bush Jr. All right. Second Gulf War. The CIA needed Iraq to be bombed into oblivion for whatever purposes it needed. So they decided, they said, okay, I want the bombing to start tomorrow. Joe, Fred, make it happen. You know, the president Congress, you guys go deal with Congress. They walk into the president's office. Mr. President, uh, please sit down. We have grave news of monumental significance. Mr. President, Iraq has nuclear weapons and ballistic missiles capable of reaching our closest ally, London. And Mr. President, we have information that they may be planning an attack hmm. as soon. This is as funny. To, what did Bush do? He had no goddamn power. He did what he had to do. But you're talking about he global thermal nuclear war, right? Pardon? You were talking I'm about sorry. global thermal nuclear war and weapons of mass destruction, one of my favorite subjects on top because if I... They had no weapons of mass destruction. Well, I know, but, we, but, but the mind everybody. is... The mind is Pardon? a weapon. The mind is a weapon of mass destruction. The geopolitics, what you're discussing, how you're saying that people tell the presidents, that's a Listen, mass weapon well, of mass I'm destruction. Well, I'm saying the presidents have got no power 
This is the age of information. Presidents don't make decisions in a vacuum. They need information. Where do they get it from? The CIA. So you think Obama did shit? Look, he spent half of his administration building Obamacare. What happened to it? It's gone. The CIA does not want change and will not allow change. And please, God, if you can point to a single president in the past 60 years who made a single change, I will eat my goddamn shoes right here and now. Wake the fuck up, people. President's got no power. Haven't had for 60 years. Dwight Eisenhower told us as he left, American people, you face a threat, an internal threat of monumental proportions. If the CIA is not checked, it will take every American freedom. And it has. The next president, Kennedy, he said, because he understood immediately what was happening, go, I'm shutting down the CIA. One month later, he was assassinated. Three years later, his brother Bobby ran for president on the platform, I will shut down the CIA. One month after he said that, he was assassinated. Richard Nixon, next one, he says, I'm shutting down with the CIA. Now, the CIA can't whack three goddamn presidents in a row. What did they do? One month later, he was forced to resign. No president since has ever contradicted or fought the CIA. They sit placidly in their fucking offices pretending to have power like Trump. And the CIA comes in and says, do this and do it fucking now. And they do, else they die. Wake up, America, please. God, um, wake up, children. So, what, like, would you say the CIA is the CIA, or is it, or is it um, Hillary Clinton? Because don't a lot of people die around oh, her? Hillary Clinton's got no power. She's a goddamn politician. But then, so why do people drop dead around her all the time? <laughs> Doesn't mean she can't kill people. Oh, she can't oh, change okay. policy. Mm -hmm. She can't change anything. The CIA doesn't give a shit about personalities. Do you know what they call people like Hillary? People like Trump? No, but I like want to know. Transients. Transients. A transient. They're only here for four years, 8, 10, 16. No one gives a shit because the CIA employs our lifetime. <laughs> you don't join the CIA at 23 and quit at 32 not still breathing no it's a lifetime goddamn job and so they look at all politicians congress presidents as transients they're coming they're going they mean nothing they're all puppets that if they step out of line you lose your job or your vision or your life or something that you fear losing wake up people Please, God, you part thinking that you are looking at so this great. So would you consider yourself a whistleblower on the run then? I know. No, this I'm not. Like, whistleblower? 
Uh, no, I, but but I, so but I'm then shaking you, trying to wake you. Oh, up. that's well, woke. I, I guess I mean I said that the wrong way. You're trying to wake people up. Woke. We call it woke now or awoke. Um, but are you, you were on the run because you were trying to wake people up? Is, is this a real reality for people in your um, position now? No, I have not paid taxes in 10 years. In 10 years, every year, I send a message to the IRS saying, I'm not paying. Taxation mm -hmm. is illegal. Fuck you, people. And now, eight years, they didn't bother me. Well, I have already paid 50 million goddamn dollars in taxes, and I haven't received 50 million dollars in services. <laughs> I ain't paying a penny more, ever. I don't give a shit what happens. Now, they didn't bother me for eight years. Suddenly, I'm chairman of MGT, Bitcoin's sixth largest com mining company in the world. <laughs> $800 million a year in revenue. Everything's fine. The SEC files a subpoena against the company. In the subpoena, has nothing against about the company. The subpoena requests information about a past stockholder. That's all. Now, when the SEC issues a subpoena in 99% of the cases, it's because you fucked up. You did something illegal. You screwed your stockholders or somebody. No, in this case, no. However, here are the SEC rules. You get subpoenaed, you must announce. I've been subpoenaed. You may not announce what the subpoena was about. So we had to say we've been subpoenaed. Overnight, we were delisted from the New York Stock Exchange. And our stock went from an $800 million valuation to $3 million dollars. From five dollars and something to eight fucking cents. Now, this is the power that the SEC has. Now, do you think that stopped me? Fuck no. In November of 2018, I broke the law. And I did a video and publicly announced what that subpoena was had nothing to do with the goddamn company. And that subpoena destroyed MGT. It had to do with the next stockholder. But because of the power of the SEC. Is this in 1985 or 86 that this happened? No, no. When all of the... 2018, 2017 oh, okay. is when I... That was just three years ago when right, we got the right. subpoena. 2018, I broke the law and said what it was about. Now, after I said what it was about, the SEC can't come but, after me but is because that, it would prove what I true. But I read Instead, some historical things I'm about sorry. you. I read some historical things about you. And then I would consider the laws being broken majorly because people are using your name to be continued be millionaires instead of rebranding a piece of software that you have nothing to do with anymore. And to me, that is intellectual theft in the That's millions. Money. Shit, who makes money off my name? It's got nothing to do with you. What well, does I, have I know to do that. with you? Finish the fucking story. All right. So now, 
in November of 2018, I announced the truth of that subpoena after the company had been destroyed. The SEC couldn't come after me. Instead, the next month, the IRS convened a grand jury to charge me and my wife, Janice, with tax fraud. Do you see how the system works, people? I'm telling the truth about the government. Therefore, I will lose. I have to lose. They have the power. They get to structure the laws. They're just people. The they're just people. Who are, they're just people, just like you and I, except for we are supposed to trust them with entrusted monies that we give them through taxation. But what happens when they don't do what they're supposed to do with that trusted and trusted funds, or not be transparent? Trust anybody. I'm just telling you now. If you trust your mother, your wife, your son, your father, you're a fool. History teaches us you can't trust anybody so who gives a shit about trusting these people what we need is power not trust we put them in there let's goddamn take them out instantly the blockchain gives us that possibility people well it'll cause transparency that's why the government's fighting against the blockchain is my understanding like as soon as they have to tell show us where they buy their toilet paper because they're using cryptography or crypto, um, then then only the people who want to legitimately work for the government will be there because then the scammers won't be there anymore. Well, the reason that I'm on the run is because I speak out and say you don't want to pay taxes, use privacy coins and distributed exchanges and fuck fiat currency. And you don't have to pay taxes. That's why this all started. Because in 2017, this is what I started saying on public stages, on my Twitter account, in, in podcasts, in every opportunity. That's why they want to silence me. I'm telling people how not to pay taxes. Use Monero and a distributed exchange. No one will ever fucking know what income you have or expenses you have unless you choose to tell them your business, not mine. Would you believe that uh, there was uh, people who are like, oh, John McAfee is going to be on your podcast. You got to be careful. He's going to be watching now. They're going to be watching you. Would you believe that? That's for sure. You're, listen, you are going to be followed by <laughs> black SUVs, I promise you. Well, it wouldn't be the first time. Spoke <laughs> well, probably not. No, this wouldn't be the first time. But um, that is a possibility. And this is strange. Is it because they believe that everybody you talk to is a collaborator of what? Of freedom? What? Well, we want is some freedom. We want freedom with You're our own money. You're giving me a place. Whatever followers you have, uh, two, three, 20, 200, doesn't matter. You're giving me a voice. So, yes, you are an enemy of the fucking state, dude. So do you do you know what's going on in Canada now with censorship? What's happening to us here? Well, it's going on all over the world, my friend. Well, Not yeah. just Canada. Well, the D-Play D -play or D-Life is a video place that's using cryptography or it uses uh, the blockchain or something somehow. I know that this podcast will be going up there so that nobody can ever censor it because I'm, I'm, I'm tired of censorship on Earth.
It's stupid. Well, that doesn't matter. They can still arrest you. They can still put you in prison and silence you from this moment on. What you said in the past, even though it's on the blockchain, there's a lot of shit on the blockchain. They don't care about that. What they care about is shutting you up. Like shutting me up. Well, try shutting me up. I am. <laughs> I created the computer security industry. And if I don't want to be found, I promise you people, I will not be found. I don't own a cell phone. Janice doesn't own one. We don't allow. If we find someone who sneaks a cell phone in, bad shit happens. <laughs> cell phones are how you are monitored. Now, I'm talking to you over Skype, the most insecure fucking video communicator in the world. However, it's simple. And we know what those insecurities are. And therefore, I can bypass every fucking one. You talk about things like signal, encrypted, secure, bull fucking shit. <laughs> there, there's no goddamn security anymore and all i need to do because i know everybody's listening and watching and hearing who cares what i do not want is people finding out where we are and i promise you with signal with every fucking encrypted communication they know where you are and do not do not mistake the priorities of what you say versus where you are. Because if they don't know where you are, you may say what you want. <laughs> if they know where you are and you say something over the line, you're going to get collected, people. If you have a large listening group just telling you the truth. I don't know if you people like... Um, um, Bloody Marys. I haven't had one for a long time, so it's today a, it's, it's a great drink. Cheers. I don't drink, but uh, cheers to yeah. you for choosing that drink. Really? I, I, I don't really. I mean, maybe a bottle of tequila, maybe additionally a bottle of vodka. Not really drinking, just sort of tasting. But the best, the absolute best. <laughs> uh, Tomato and vodka and um, do you put pickle juice in it? No, fuck no. I put lime in it instead. Okay. Um, but is is basically you know what? Let's let's since that was the most intense conversation I think I've ever experienced in my life. Let's talk about you a little bit. What conversation? Do you want me to just add? Yeah, you are the most. You intense. need to move out of basement, my son, because this, uh, <laughs> this I, is. I'm, I'm actually married for 20 years with four kids. I don't know mom's Rich? Children? Do you have any children? Four, yeah. yeah. Oh, I own a house my, and I feel like a slave. My sympathies go out to you, my friend. I only have, well, I have 47. <laughs> I'm only, um, and that was way too much for me. So we know no. that you like Caesars. So this is what I meant by let's talk a little bit about you. Um, first, let's uh, go real quick. Let's... Um, Tell me about something about your childhood, your first childhood fight, first childhood fist fight that you ever got in. You had to have somebody, schoolyard well, fights. I remember it very well. I was 12 years old, wintertime, because there was snow on the ground. 
I was with my buddies, Jerry Harless, Frank Knowles, Jimmy Goodwin. There were four of us. Walking down the hill, a car pulls up, and this kid, maybe, I don't know, six inches shorter than me, rolls down the window and says, you want to fight? I go, yeah. Some guy, six foot five, at least 20 years old, gets out from the driver's side and beats me to a fucking pulp. That was the first fight that I remember. I mean, a real fight. He I mean, had yeah. 10 years we, on you? The guy was 10 least, years older than you? 150 pounds, at least. And I was a monster. I mean, I was cheated. Right? <laughs> that, um, was, that was cheated. I've had wrestling matches, punches with oh. kids in the neighborhood. That was the first fight where I had braces and it knocked a wire through my jaw. I had wires sticking so out now, of my jaw. So now we know why That's you have that scar. I'm sorry. Now we know why you have that scar. Anyway, I have plenty of scars. Yeah, I've We're, seen. At 12, that was the first one. That's um, fucked up. Yeah. That's fucked yeah, up. Yeah, it was. So it was so where up. did you grow up, John? In, in, in the States? In what state? Well, I was born in England. Okay. Uh, at the end of... Two bombing was still happening. <laughs> well, oh, yeah, so, you, so you were a young yeah. boy catching the end of the world war then? No, not a young boy. I was an infant. My father was an American soldier. Okay. Mother was a, was a British lady whose husband was fighting in France. Uh, my father took advantage of the husband's absence, as men frequently do. Uh, I was a result. Um, very fascinating story, actually. But the um, my father, being a soldier, had access to all kinds of shit, mm -hmm. like nylons, chocolate, <laughs> wine, candles, of which Cigarettes. he came with dozens. With dozens. All right. So now, in wooing, and my my mother lived above a jewelry store owned by my mother and her husband fighting in France, a British man fighting in France. My father lit candles everywhere at two in the morning. The upper floor caught fire. My mother and, and father, naked, had to crawl down a bed sheet out of the second floor window, and the entire village, and there were only 300 people in the village and a fire department, were watching. Now, that was my... <laughs> the first instant of my existence <laughs> and it's just got stranger ever since and you would have been um, what but three? i moved you would have been three i moved to america i was two i moved to america okay. my father left right after that uh, war was over he went home uh, my mother we, we came to new york went through ellis island my father met us in new york and for the first 15 years of my life uh, i lived in virginia uh, with my father my mother and my father was uh, like most uh, veterans of world war ii uh, a raging alcoholic and an unpleasant person he shot himself when i was 15 and that was the first 15 years of my life very ordinary for the time and the age and, uh, gave me the trajectory that's landed me here and listen, listen, you guys have got to.
to learn how to make Bloody Marys properly. <laughs> well, fuck me. It's good stuff. You don't drink, I understand. But your name is Stone. I bet you smoke weed or shoot up heroin. No, or... I don't shoot up, but I, I'm, I have a joint lit, and I, I lit one right before the show because I was a little stressed about doing all my setup, and then all of a sudden the power went out, and then I did a test run, and nothing worked, and I was like, fuck me. So I scrambled, and I had it working about 20 minutes before the podcast. With no that's a question. Have you never taken LSD? Yes, of uh, course I've never taken LSD. Really? Never shot up heroin? Never, ever injected a needle, unless a doctor put it in me. That was that. Wow, dude! You did, you did, okay. you did get the sarcasm. Never there, did you? No, sorry, no, no. I'm curious. I'm curious. If you haven't tried we LSD, you're nobody. We smoke weed and don't drink. Shoot up heroin. Take LSD, uh, mescaline, psilocybin, what have you? They mystify me. Okay, let's say what I. I opened. What is the point? I experimented with LSD in university, like every university person. Okay, so I've I tried it. I do like my mushrooms a lot, though. I got to tell you, I like them. It's kind. I mean, the, the psilocybin. Uh, yeah, okay. Where we are, we're limited, so we only we only get these gold gold capped things. I think they're psilocybins or whatever. Psilocybin. Let's pronounce it correctly. Psilocybin. Yes. Psilocybin. Yeah, they, yes. they totally the, open the mind. Purple. When they're growing in the wild, if you pick them, they turn gold. I know what you're saying. Mm-hmm, now, mm-hmm. here's my question. Why would you open the doors to perception with psilocybin, a little bit of acid, and some weed, and not enter fully and see what the flying fuck you really are. It mystifies me why people stop at LSD, psilocybin, weed, a little bit of alcohol. Good. Well, God, because here in Canada, it's there. like 20 years in jail. <laughs> right? <laughs> Dude, I've been arrested 23 fucking times. I've been in jail more times than I can count. If that is the thing preventing you from understanding who you are, then I'm sorry. Well, that's a pitiful. Do you think the rich and come up with that? Sorry. The rich and famous, they actually go on retreats to foreign countries just to do drugs like opium and LSD and DMT, I guess is a new big thing. Not me. I was arrested my first fucking time in Tennessee. Smoking weed when it was a dangerous narcotic. Sure, it was. Please, God, don't give me that crap. Where's your balls, dude? You're a man. We need balls. We need to go out and explore the fucking world. Tennessee. That's all I was. Drugs. Next question. Tennessee still. And by the way, whoa, dude, we're over time. Fifteen minutes. One more question. One more question. Oh, I didn't know. I thought we we had forty five minutes, right? An hour. Oh, we have an hour. We have fifteen minutes left. You mean? Actually, we have fourteen. We have an hour. It's an hour. I have fifteen minutes over. We have one more question. 
it's eleven forty six, so it's five forty six. So you sorry, need one more. I'm sorry, we have another fucking interview in five minutes. So oh, okay, okay, question. okay. One more question. So, um, hmm. uh, so subconsciously, the reason why the video didn't work was because you wear sunglasses and there's a reflection in your sunglasses, and that lets people see me. Something to think about. Um, my next question is actually going to be not a more, not a really relevant question. Um, it should actually be for Janice, but I'll ask you anyways. Um, I got. You know what? I'm going to I'm going to ask you that question. Let's ask that. Why is it that you do a lot of interviews with the sunglasses on? Because it's um, it's a you do a lot, and you know what? They look fucking fantastic. The eyes are the well, are the window to okay. last a year ago. Listen, I'm 74. I had cataracts in both my eyes. Okay, I had cataract surgery in my left eye to remove the cataract. Mm -hmm. Ever since, the slightest bit of light, and there's not much light here. It looks like it, but there's not. Hurts my fucking eyes. Ah. Last question. I'm sorry. My your, wife just gave me the your lights get signal. Are the lights Thank you very much for having me on. I Thank very you. much appreciate it. Incredible, right. intense. You have an amazing day, John. Take care. Thank you. You too. John will forever be missed in the crypto space for his satire and sarcasm towards everything that was going on. Please join me in remembering him for all of the times he made us all laugh. And like, subscribe, and share. Thank you, everybody, for listening.